Hey everyone, welcome to MB Asians. Do you wonder about your career path after MBA? Are you excited yet worried about working in the US? If so, we're here for you. MBA Agents guide you through the crazy MBA world to the workplace by sharing Asian MBA graduate vivid stories and tips. Are you ready? Let's get it! Hey guys, welcome back to MB Asians. I'm your host, Jacob. And I'm Jay. And let's welcome today's guest, Hannah Chen. She is a product marketing manager at Microsoft. Hello, Hannah. Hello, hello, Jay. Hello, Jacob. How are you guys doing? We're doing fine. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's really love to have you on our show. Uh, we're so excited about this today, today's show. Yeah, how's everything going on your side, Hannah? Yeah, the new life, new different. I would say COVID-19 definitely changed a lot the way I uh, I work and live every day. But so far, so good, I would say. Uh, recently, my husband and I just moved into a house. We bought a house in Seattle. Ooh. So now we have bigger space. Yeah, thank you. We have a bigger space. I have my own office, so nothing to complain. Yeah, I can see your office environment through the, this um, recording, yeah. and it looks so nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to make it nice. <laughs> okay, so let I us talk it. about let us talk about your background a little bit more because our audience are curious about who you are. So, could you briefly talk about where you're from and what kind of work experience you had before coming to MBA? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so I was born and raised in Taiwan, and before coming to MBA in US, I was a corporate banking banker. So basically, I owned a portfolio of companies. Uh, they are listed company. There are uh, some of them are small companies, and I basically offer uh, financial product solutions to them. It was super fun. And I worked there for almost four and a half years. Start to think about, oh, I want to do an MBA. And the reason for that is, I started to see technology disrupt the financial industries. So, for example, we have more robust customer relationship management system in place in uh, got implemented in in our system. And then we started to talk about, hey, we should have a branch that without any staff over there, we should offer all digital. Everything has to be like.、Um, AI machine learning oriented, or like no, like even a human interaction. So there was a lot of conversation internally about like how can we leverage technology to do more. So then that just pushed me to think about well, so technology's industry that is so、uh, so fun and started to interrupt other industries. I rather go to the place where that interrupts other people. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's a time to transition to tech. So、um, that's the reason. Um, that's why I came into US for my MBA. I think tech industry is really, really booming in the US because we had many of guests so far, and many、mm-hmm. of them are working in tech industry, and they have a strong、mm-hmm. passion in tech industry. So I feel strong power of the tech industry recently. So could you also briefly talk about what are you doing at Microsoft right now? What is your role and what kind of、mm-hmm. job you're doing there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm now a product marketing manager at Microsoft.、Uh, 
Um, so you may all know the company really well. It's a great company led by Sacha Nadella. He is really an inspiring leader here. And I would say my day-to-day -day job, um, let me put this way. So I, I feel myself like a business owner of a product solution area. And what I cover is called Azure Analytics Solutions. So think about like a big data analytic solution. What the solution that data scientists, data engineering teams are actually using, those are actually covered by me. Um, so I own the PML uh, for this business in US. And my day-to-day -to, -day to think about the go-to-market strategy for, uh, for this product especially. Um, so if I can go further deeper down into what that really means to me, I would say it covers maybe three criteria like sales, how can we enable sales to sell more? How can I make sure they have everything they need to be successful in the market? And then there's a second piece about marketing. So marketing, I would say, is about, okay, the overall product awareness campaign. What kind of campaign should I throw into the market so I can get more people understand about Azure, understand about my solution areas, and what kind of events I should put together so I can educate the customers about my products? And I would say last, piece will be partner. So think about Microsoft, such a big company, but we actually have a lot of partners working with us to really grow the revenue together. And so for the partner piece, my, my thinking is more around like what other partner ecosystem needs to be there so then we can offer a more robust, comprehensive solution to the customers. So my day-to-day -day is more about like talking to my stakeholder in the three different dimensions and then drive the business together. Yeah, and then I think when people thinking about Microsoft, they thinking about um, Windows or System. They think about Office 365, which is Word, Excel, PowerPoint, which we use um, on every day um, of our lives. Um, mm -hmm. But actually, Microsoft is doing really, really well in its a cloud business, and which is actually you are currently in that organization. Um, mm -hmm. So could you tell us a little bit more about a Microsoft cloud business? Yeah, so definitely is our booming, booming area, I would say. Um, so I, I feel like every nowadays, every company want to go through this digital trans transformation journey, right? Every company is going to be somehow thinking about, well, I should change the way I do the business nowadays thinking about whether now I should move the system on on-premises on to cloud. So then I will be able to be more productive, um, save more costs from the operation perspective, or be able to know the customer better, right? So we're all thinking about this trend and this trend is happening. Even, I think it's even more important for the companies nowadays, especially during pandemic area, because customer behavior are changing super fast. So, with that trend, we have this really great Azure Cloud product. And if I can go a little bit deeper about what that really means, I would say there are two product solution areas. So one is about the infrastructure and apps, and another one is about data and AI. So when you think about the customer journey, right, there's, there's going to be first thing that they think about, okay, moving our on-prem system to cloud. So there is a migration journey, and that's where our apps and infrastructure solution area going to be majorly support that right and then the second piece will be the data and ai thinking about once you throw everything to the cloud 
there are so many great databases. How can I best use them, right? How can I make sure I will be able to capture the data from every de every devices, every uh, every channels, and how can I make it smart, make the data smart, and make a smart decision? So that's where the data and AI solution areas come into play. Does that help? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think if cloud, um, like you say, it's really been like booming, not just at Microsoft. Actually, there's a lot of companies they're doing mm. uh, cloud business or they're um, actually using the cloud. So um, yes. understand that piece is, I think it's really important for, for like everyone. Um, so my follow-up question would be, um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of company are doing cloud. Um, mm. As people know, like Google or um, Amazon. So mm -hmm. what bring you to Microsoft? Wow, that's such a great question. I would, first of all, I would say all oh, these companies are great companies, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's a great companies for all our MBA student graduate, right? Right. So um, if I have to say one thing I like Microsoft the most, um, I would say it's really the culture, like the culture about diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So just want to share with you guys. So yesterday I was actually on one of our first ever internal conference. Actually, it's also open to external, I, I believe. It's called Include. So what that conference really do is they empower all the different um, cultural groups internally, and then they can all have that like, different kinds of events happening there. So for example, we have Asian group uh, working at Microsoft. There's a, like, a, think about like a club. So this Asian club come in and, uh, and then put in some great speakers and talk about Asian culture. Talk about recently the Asian like hate crimes, right? How will we think about that? And we have black uh, African American like black the uh, uh, black conference coming in to talk about their ideas as well. So and then I was at that conference and I was listening to Michelle Obama talking about diversity and inclusion. It was so amazing. So I think the company indeed put a lot of emphasis investment in this. They want to make sure this place is where it's diverse. And then the most important thing, you feel included in this place. So, um, so from that piece, I would say I really like uh, like the culture of Microsoft. Um, another piece, I would say, just I feel the overall this company really cares about employees, and that you can tell from the employee benefits. So, for example, one thing I have to I have to share, I have to share is like they offer you like twelve hundred bucks every year to just keep you fit. Mm. So think about you can spend on your treadmill, you can buy, you can go uh, register for like kickboxing membership, mm. whatever you want to do, keep yourself fit. That's the money you can spend, right? That's amazing. Yeah. And literally two days ago, I just figured out there is a tuition assistance that, so basically company can support you to learn to take another master's degree if I want to. So wow. just a lot of different little things that you are able to leverage, just make your life better, I guess. So that's why I like the Microsoft a lot from this from this perspective. It's good to know Microsoft treats employees well and there are a lot of benefits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so, important, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really important as employees. So I feel your passion for tech industry and from your experience in banking industry when you were when you were at Taiwan, I understand why you want to work at tech industry. But you know there are many roles like product manager, product marketing manager, or program manager. That there are so many 
roles you can choose, but do you, could you explain a little bit more why you specifically um, getting a job as a product marketing manager? Yeah, this is an awesome question. Um, I think um, my philosophy for career so far is I want to be able to try different functions at my er earlier career stage. And what that means is, think about when I was in Taiwan, I was a salesperson, right? I was mostly about sales. So I tried a sales function. And coming to the US, my very first internship was actually a finance manager at Microsoft. So I would I tried the finance and more about like product analysis type of job. And because I did this 12 degrees, um, so I, I studied both MBA and also another school information science degree. So I got a chance to do a second uh, second internship. And at that time, I tried product manager, a product manager internship. So I was a product management there, and I tried like both the product design, product research, product business type of thing at that time. And then when I think about oh, the overall things I've been trying, uh, I've been able to try so far, and I realized oh, marketing is the thing I haven't got a chance to try, and that's the thing that I want to earn the skill set. So that's really the first reason that I feel like product marketing could be a very interesting role for me. Um, and that was the second thing when I think about why product marketing, not product manager at that time, is um, is because I don't have a computer science background. So it's it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to get into product management in tech, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, like advanced tech company easily. But if you start from product marketing, you get have a, a lot of a chance to work with the engineering team and learn about the deep technical part about products. And from there, I see there's possibly a more feasible path for you to transfer from product marketing to product manager. Because when I think about, because being working with Microsoft almost two years right now, I carefully thinking about what's next for me. I would say I would probably still want to go to product management at the end, but I really enjoy the process so far, be able to try different functions. Because at the end of the day, I believe you want to be a business owner. You'll be able to work with all the different key stakeholders, think about the business uh, like horizontally, uh, also vertically, also like 360 degrees. So I would say that's where. Um, where it could be, that's where I think all the experience I have will be a great, um, a great values when when I think about my next career stage. Oh, uh, I think that's a really um great thing, great philosophy that like you have a you want to have a kind of all experience you can have, so that you can have the holistic view of the business. But at the same time, my feeling said for international students. It is not easy to change their role or industry at the same time, but you did it because you worked at banking as a salesman and you mentioned that your uh, internship experience was finance role, but you got a marketing role in tech industry finally. Mm. I'm just curious about, wasn't, wasn't that difficult or what kind of strategy you yeah. have when <laughs> recruiting for product marketing manager at Microsoft? That's a great question. So um, what happened is when I first got into MBA, my senior told me that, Hannah, if you want to change to tech and change to marketing, it's going to be a little bit difficult. But if you change the industry first and then stick with your function, at least a little bit relevant function, I think that will help. 
So thinking I coming from a banking industry, it's gonna be an easy easy for me to sell that I know finance, right? <laughs> so then I tried finance manager role first at Microsoft, and I think that's that's um that's that's okay. That's a feasible path for them. Uh, that's also a feasible path for recruiters to believe that I can do uh, finance in tech. So that's the first thing I did. Um, and the second thing I did is um, because I did this dual degree, so I started to get more exposure to product design, right? And then at the same time, I, I studied a lot of marketing class at school in the MBA side. So I positioned myself as a, mar a product marketing product research plus design person. And then so for my second internship, I was constantly looking for opportunity that I can try both. So product management role become more natural. And certainly it was difficult, right? It was difficult because I don't have product management experience before, but so I, but I just keep trying. And I was lucky to get like a small firm, like they are doing an like education tech company. They were looking for product manager who are oversee the business side and also the design side of the business. So then they got me. So, and I was really happy to be part of that experience. And after that, I would say, um, I was um, talking to Microsoft about like coming back, right? Because I still want to work a big company um, that will give you more exposure. And so I started this conversation with the recruiter and say, um, well, I, I want to come back, but I'm not so sure if I want to do finance anymore. Is there a chance that you will allow me to do an interview with marketing people, marketing organization, if they will accept, right? And it turns out that after that negotiation, definitely it's a hard negotiation, it happened. Um, but I was able to go through another round of interview. So it's a whole, whole brand new interview process. And of course, I tried really hard to nail this. So at the end, I was, I was able to land in one of the marketing roles. But if I would say what advice I can give to the people, uh, to the MBA current students, I would say, is definitely get your foot on the door first. Because once you get into the company you like, and then you got a return offer, they will want to keep you, right? So you have more negotiation power at that time. So although, of course you have to prepare hard for your interview anyways, but at least you got the chance to even give it a try. So I would say that's the advice I would give it to everyone who's listening to this uh, so far. Yeah, I mean, that's a great, great, great advice, um, especially for career switchers, getting, you know, get your foot in the door first, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you can do the next steps, um, probably more easier. But that's, mm -hmm. so while we're on this topic, I want to kind of double click on the, the marketing position in, in the US. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, it might be a mess. A lot of people say like, it's really hard for international student to lend on a job, uh, on a marketing job, uh, it, it could be because our um, the cultural um, differences or the language barriers, etc. Um, but so you have success, um, you know, switching from uh, a finance role to marketing role. So I want to ask you, once you get in, you start um, your 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 job, your career there as a marketer. What kind of challenge that you facing? Uh, especially if that related to your international identity. Yeah, I would say, well, international identity. When I think about international identity, I think about my nationality, like Taiwan. I would say 
a person coming from Taiwan to do marketing, I think there's no problem with this. But I would say as an English, uh, English as a second language speaker, mm. right? That is where the challenge is coming from. I would say marketing is definitely a job that requires a lot of communication, both verbal, written communication. Right. And that's where the challenge, or I would say the biggest learning area for myself in the past two, almost like two years in this company. Um, so for example, you always have to be concise, be precise, get to the point and how and, and communicate effectively to your key stakeholders. And marketing job also requires to also think about the value proposition, messaging to the market. And that also means that you have to know the language really well, right? And um, I would say, um, as long as you can get into the company and this role, you should tell yourself that feel confident that you are able to learn and grow fast because you were able to get into this role. That means you have that potential. So let me put it this way. So I think I constantly have to tell myself that it's okay if I'm not the perfect uh, language speaker, I'm not native, but I still can do this job. It just probably requires me to put more effort into this. So that's where definitely the the challenge I, I face I face every day most of the time, but I can see myself improve from every conversations I have, every email written I have, every PowerPoint I created. I start to get better and better every day. And you just have to keep learning, keep absorbing all the advices that you got from your colleagues, uh, from every practice you can have. So that's definitely the challenging part I would say. But it's not something that you would never never be able to. Uh, be proficient. I think you will be able to nail it one day, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's me reminds the the growth mindset that Microsoft was really value. Um, so maybe that's one of the reason you are at Microsoft now. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe also because the manager are very open minded too, right? They are open. They believe you're you coming with your own values, mm -hmm. your own contributions, and you. There, there's uh, you're gonna have something you have to grow in your role, and they are okay for you to grow in your role too. So yeah, I think that's really important, and, and I guess let's tie back to what you mentioned earlier. Microsoft is a, such a um, very diverse and inclusive um, working environment that people are mm -hmm. willing to accept a different opinion, different cultural, different background, and mm -hmm. that kind of helps you um, to to be able to grow um, in in where are you at right now? Hundred mm. percent. And I still remember yet. Oh, from the yeah. So yesterday I was listening to this Michelle Obama uh, webinar, right? And then she mentioned one thing that's so true. I was like, oh my god, this is such a great sentence. She said, um, "People always say there is a glass ceiling, but it's not true. It's because there is a sticky floor." <laughs> and what that really means is. A lot of time, especially people like us, we are not native speakers here. We are immigrants. Mm -hmm. We tend to be shy away from microphones. We tend to speak less, don't really speak up. We think more, but we sometimes just forget to practice our voice. Mm -hmm. So what she say is, it's not glass ceiling, it's sticky floor because the floor is so sticky, so you don't stand up, you don't talk. And I think that's real, right? Um, I certainly... A lot of time I need to tell myself, like, just be more um, confident and it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to 
feel vulnerable, but you got to try. So then you, you're getting better and better. So that's so true for all the international students here, I would say. Just have to keep trying, believe that it's not the glass ceiling, it's the sticky floor. Yeah, definitely. Um, totally resonate with that. And I think that's coming from our, our cultural, like people need to be humble, be polite, mm. always think before you say. Um, same, same thing happens in the, MBA, in the MBA environment, like a lot of Asian kids were um, less like, likely to express their, their feeling and their opinion. But that's really important piece that for our audience. Um, so I wanted to kind of, um, so now you have to be in the US for almost two years working at Microsoft. And I'm assuming like you probably have sort of like a dream or you think about um, what's working in the MBA, uh, sorry, working in the US looks like before you, you know, come into the US or even during the MBA. But now, you know, mm -hmm. after two years, um, was that similar to what you were dreaming of? And if it's not, what's the difference um, between that what you expected? Yeah, I would say overall it matches with my expectation. I would say definitely the culture here is more free, more flexible, more open. And that's really true. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and in terms of difference, I wouldn't say difference. I would say probably surprise. Like, um, I thought that I'm coming to U.S. working in this multinational company. So people actually know about different cultures really well. And this, this is a wrong assumption. It's, um, you still need to educate people where Taiwan is, uh, how I, Asian people think about things. So um, that's only the difference, I would say. Because maybe originally I thought, I thought that U.S. is such a multinational uh, sorry, multinational place, so many different people coming from this place to work. So people are supposed to be very open-ended, understand about different culture, but it's not the right thing. You, you shouldn't have that assumption here. You should believe that you still need to share your culture more. Um, sometimes maybe also educate your colleague a little bit more about your background, what you're thinking, so they will understand. So... um. You started your work in Microsoft at in 2019, where when yeah. we don't have pandemic at the moment. Mm -hmm. But so my assumption is you worked in person at that moment, but when the pandemic started, you changed to the remote, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. I'm I'm curious of what was the dramatic change of the in person mode and remote mode. Is there any specific changes? When you work in when you work at Microsoft, it could be yeah. collaboration with your colleagues. Because I feel personally, I feel um, working in person is better than remote with a virtual like Zoom meeting. Because when I work with in person with people, just I feel I can feel easily what they feel about what I'm saying, something like that. How do you feel about the difference? Yeah, um, I think for me is it's not that bad is because I actually got to see all my colleagues before everything goes like crazy, like a pandemic. So everything shut down like that. So for colleagues who do not see people, who do not meet their teams yet, that's going to be super challenging. 
for my for my case, I would say it's about like you are totally right. It's about how you collaborate with people. It's gonna be different. So what we try is we try to turn on the video so that you can either still feel like people are engaged, or you can still tell their facial expression, body language to see if you are actually communicated the 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 things you want to communicate effectively. That's definitely the huge part. But I also see the um I also see that the technology start to get even even more uh, user-friendly and make things a little bit less painful. So for example, internally we use Teams. And I start to see Teams build so many different new features just to make everybody feel inclusive. Um, so we test, test out uh, different kinds of uh, features to see, oh, how, how about let's pretend that we are all in the classroom. So we have a classroom mode, for example. So um, there are certain ways that you can start to see technology trying to mediate that um, that uh, the lack of the human interaction. Um, so I would say that's definitely something very new to me, uh, but I start to get used to it. But I still miss the time when I would be able to go to the office sometime and be able to meet my colleagues and have that relationship building more easily. So I would say that's a big miss here. Like it's hard to build a relationship, right? Because you don't work with them. You don't see them day to day. You don't have a lot of small talks with them anymore. Um, so that's the miss. So I definitely miss the time that we can go back to the office. But I start to feel like in the future, because th this one year really gave us a lot of different experiences. You start to change the way you work, change your behavior. I guess probably most of the companies, the tech companies at least, will start to do this hybrid mode. So you probably have some time you go to the office, sometimes you can stay at home. I guess that's going to happen. Um, and I think that will be the new trend for every company to, uh, every employee in the company to work like that. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, like there are always pros and cons when something happened. And for company's point of view, I think if we do, if they do hybrid mode, maybe they can save some money, like yeah. building, like constructing building or lending, mm -hmm. lent, renting the building. They don't need to do that. So I think it's a hard time, but at the same time, we have to adjust ourselves into new environment. I think. And, exactly. Yeah. And you guys are doing really great. Well, like having different mode. Like when you guys have a Zoom meeting, I think that's a really um, brilliant ways to overcome some uh, obstacles of virtual meetings. Mm -hmm. So let's change our gear into the MBAs. So mm -hmm. I know you did a dual degree, MBA and MSI, which is School of Information in the University of Michigan. But how do you think your MBA or MSI experience helped you to getting a job at, in the U.S. or being successful at your workplace? Hmm. I would say this three-year dual degrees definitely opened the door for me. When I say open the door is you, um, it's like you enter into a treasure island and there are so many things, so many possibilities, and you got to try them as long as you want to. So from the open the door perspective, it certainly opened the door for me. So I was able to talk to different people, talk to different companies, network with um, different uh, different uh, different uh, alumni coming from different com companies. So 
that becomes possible to me. Before this, when I was in Taiwan, this is not possible, right? Um, and the second thing I would say, especially for MBA, I see recruiting as um, as a really great lesson for me because that teaches me how to get there, right? Once we open the door, open the possibilities, but how did you get there? How can you get there efficiently, effectively? That's where the recruiting piece at MBA really teach me. Um, so it's a skill you learn. It's a skill that you will continue to use and keep improving even now in your workspace. So I would say this definitely helps me a lot. And the third thing is that all the classes we took at MBA or MSI is cert are certainly helpful uh, and certainly changed the way I think about my work sometimes. So, for example, I learned the user experiences class. I learned the user research class. Uh, from time to time, we'll use some thinking framework coming from there. And I'm now doing a lot of marketing campaigns. I will think about, oh, what I learned at school about marketing classes and how do those theory framework actually translate into this real work. So that certainly helped me as well from the knowledge perspective. Does that help? Yeah, I think so. I think that's really helpful. And then one thing I just wanted to add, um, um, I think not just for Ross, but maybe for most of the MBA program, those uh, hands-on experience is really, really helpful. Um, not, not, not only help you to actually apply what you have learned in the classroom into a real, on the real field, and also mm -hmm. for me, especially, for, I mean, for international student, you're actually working um, with like the American companies that kind of get you um, try um, to, to kind of learn and to get you like to uh, uh, start um, to to work um, in the U.S. Um, like corporate setting, and I think that's really helpful. Um, so actually, the follow up question is: one we want to ask you, like, you know, if you can do go go back to the past, then if you can choose the game where you still do um, the dual degree program, and my assumption would be yes, because you have named so many benefits from that program. Uh, so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the question is uh, a little bit different. Um, so I want to ask you if you can go back um, again, mm -hmm. what would you do differently? So I would say maybe, if possible, I would do more data analytic classes. I already took a few MBA at the time, but even nowadays, I still feel it's not enough. I guess I would love to go really deep into SQL, for example, or R or Python. Mm. I, I do see that is a value. If you know those language really well, um, that's going to benefit your job too, right? So if I can do more, I will certainly take more data analytics classes. Um, other than that, I would say maybe do more social events because <laughs> what happens is when you are in this dual degree, you spend so much time nailing your assignments. There are just a lot of assignments, especially from the um, MSI, uh, school information part of the house. So many assignments. So sometimes you can see that you just don't have time to do social. You don't have time to do a lot of social events. And that could be a miss, I would say. Um, so if I could do it differently, I would probably push myself to still do more socials if possible. Um, that, yeah, that's, I think that's what, well, that, that's, the, that's my feeling so far. I would do more social if I could and take more analyst class as well. 
I thought MSI, which is School of Information, they are doing a lot of analytic and analytic classes such as R Python. Doesn't them like because Jacob, you are doing MSI and because you are really because sometimes I last semester I got uh, I had a class which is doing which is using Python and I asked him some skills of Python and he was really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say I, I would say yes. You got to learn Python. You got to learn a little bit. Well, not R, not SQL. You got to learn something for sure. But I guess I want more. Sorry, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I might my headset just looks one second. Sorry about that. Let me re restate that part. Mm -hmm. um, I would say. Um, I guess I want more hands-on experiences um, or even go a little bit deeper on that. So mm. school information does offer some language courses, but if you major in the uh, human and computer interaction, you major in more like UI UX parts of the, uh, the, the house that you wouldn't go that deep into language. You will do like a basic beginner level. And if you don't keep practicing it, you will lose it, right? Um, but I think if I could take more classes associated, it push, that really pushed me to use more R, more SQL, uh, more Python, I think that would be wonderful. Because what I'm struggling right now, I would say, is I still I still can read some of the languages, but if I don't use that every day, it's going to gradually leave you, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so more hands-on learning would be wonderful if I, if I could. I got at you. The time. I yeah, I think hands-on experience is really important since mm -hmm. I also used um, the program SPSS last year. I joined mm. a club data consulting data analytics club, consulting club, and mm. we did a we did a kind of project with an NGO company in Detroit. And mm. I think I learned a lot from that hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I can learn all the programs or the languages through the class, but I think hands-on experience give me more vivid experience and how valuable it is. Exactly. And I start to see more and more classes um, have that element, especially from the MSI classes. They Almost everything is like a project-based. Mm -hmm. So every class you take, you're going to do a, like a real project. That's super wonderful. So yeah, that's super, super helpful. So our show's last question, which is to every guest. So mm -hmm. any tips for current MBA students to be prepared for working in the U.S.? Do you have a recommend, would you have tip and recommendation for them? Yeah, I would say, um, Try to immerse yourself with the culture here and try to experience different cultures to the fullest. And the reason I say that is it's like once in a lifetime, you are surrounded by such a wonderful group of people coming from so different backgrounds and part of the world. And if you want to work in a multinational company, that also gives you a chance to continue to work with people like that. And then they are all very different, right? So when I think about an effective communications you can have in your day-to-day -day work is that if you know the context well, if you know the people's background well, if you know their culture well, I think they're going to be super valuable. So 
I would encourage just people go try more, go experience more, go 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 talk to go talk to your uh talk to your peers at school more and just learn from their perspective. Because eventually, all the experiences you have at school would help you to become a better uh, communicator or to be a better to be to be more successful at your work in the United States. That's my my biggest advice. That's a great advice. So thank you for sharing your great, great, amazing experiences and stories with us today, Hannah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Today's show was with Hannah Chen, a product marketing manager at Microsoft. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. You can find us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. New episodes come out every Tuesday, U.S. time. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on NBAZN's Instagram, Facebook, and please share it with your friends. Stay tuned and see you next week.